You and your dog are a team. Fuel is best in the field and in life with Purina Pro Plan Sport. Made for hardworking dogs of all ages, every sport formula starts with real meat as the number one ingredient and is specifically formulated to support strength and stamina. Try it today and see why ProPlan is the official dog food of Ducks Unlimited. Learn more at ProPlanSport.com. Mossy Oak has partnered with Ducks Unlimited to bring you Shadowgrass Habitat, the official camo of Ducks Unlimited. Shadowgrass Habitat pays homage to the first waterfowl-specific camo pattern ever made, Mossy Oak Shadowgrass, while incorporating the most realistic, digitally accurate images of the natural habitats that make up true waterfowl habitat. Mossy Oak is committed to conservation as its highest priority. With the launch of Mossy Oak Shadowgrass Habitat, Mossy Oak will continue funding habitat protection projects through our longtime partnership with Ducks Unlimited. Check out the new Shadowgrass Habitat pattern at mossyoak.com. Step into the world of Campus Waterfowl, a community that's shaping the future of the hunting industry. At Campus Waterfowl, we're more than just hunters. We're students. We're, students. we're conservationists. We're conservationists. With the next generation. the next generation. Join us as we highlight the dedication and commitment of young hunters nationwide. Visit CampusWaterfowl.com to become part of our story. Campus Waterfowl, the future of hunting starts here. We are the Ducks Unlimited Nation. United by our passion for hunting, the outdoors, and conservation. The habitats that Ducks Unlimited have been maintaining and building since 1937 have effects far beyond the duck hunting community. Follow along with our YouTube series as we tell your stories and become part of the Ducks Unlimited Nation. DU Nation. Take it outside. Welcome to the Ducks Unlimited podcast, the only podcast about all things waterfowl. From hunting insights to science-based discussions about ducks, geese, and issues affecting waterfowl and wetlands conservation in North America, we bring the resource to you. The DU Podcast with your host, Dr. Mike Brazier. Today on the Ducks Unlimited podcast, we are completing our virtual tour of wetland conditions in the Canadian Prairie provinces. And so today... That takes us to Alberta. We're going to be joined by Ron Mayer, the Manager of Provincial Operations for in Alberta for Ducks Unlimited Canada, and he's going to tell us what he's what he's seeing in terms of wetland conditions up there in Alberta. Ron, welcome to the Ducks Unlimited podcast. Well, thank you, and thanks for the invitation to join. Looking forward to it. I think you are the fourth person that we have now had on to talk about wetland conditions in the prairies. Of course, we are lacking the breeding population and habitat survey this year, so we're just kind of reaching out to people and getting a uh, almost real-time update on what they're seeing to help us, I guess, get closer to the action, given that we're going to be really missing that uh, update from the field and certainly the report later on in the year. So we definitely appreciate you taking the time to join us. I want to start by giving you an opportunity to briefly just tell our listeners what it is you do for Ducks Unlimited Canada. Okay. Well, uh, as manager of provincial operations, I am responsible for uh, all the conservation programs that we plan and deliver in Alberta. Uh, mainly in southern Alberta. Alberta is a big province and uh, about two and a half times the size of North Dakota. And it has uh, three real main eco zones in it. The very southern part of the province that butts up against the state of Montana is true prairie, short grass, mid grass prairie. Um, <clears throat> in the middle of the province is the prairie parkland which has a lot more trees, uh, more permanent wetlands than further south. 
And then uh, about 50% of the province is actually boreal forest at the sort of starts at the halfway point of the province and runs all the way up to uh, the territories. Uh, and each of those areas has, has different water conditions, different breeding waterfall populations and that type of thing. So my work is mainly in the prairie parkland and the and the true prairie part of the province, we have 45 staff that deliver our programs here and we've been at it a long time. Uh, I think, as everybody knows, we're in our 80th year, uh, 81st year, I guess it is now. And we've been working in Alberta now for almost all of those 80 years. Lots of habitat. We've secured about 2.6 million acres directly, uh, influenced another 4 million. And then, of course, the last 20 years or so, um, the boreal forest uh, team has been working in the northern part of the province on uh, habitat influence. Ron, how long have you personally been with DU Canada? You know, I was hoping you weren't going to ask that question because it's a long time. <laughs> well, you're the, that's the type of person that we want, though. You've got good experience. You're a veteran in, in being able to describe wetland conditions. Sure. Uh, I uh, started as a biologist in Ontario 35 years ago um, and spent 15 years uh, working in Ontario and actually the Saskatchewan River Delta in Manitoba before I got into management uh, and became a manager in 1997, was the provincial manager in Ontario until 1998. And then I spent 10 years in development uh, and actually worked uh, across the continent uh, and worked very closely with Ducks Unlimited Inc. Uh, on major gift fundraising and um, worked really closely with uh, Rich Smith and uh, the DODs across the country. Uh, and then three years ago, I uh, came back to conservation and relocated to the city of Calgary, which is in southern Alberta. And that's where I operate out of. And I've been the uh, provincial manager here for those last three years. Very good. Appreciate you sharing that information. Just to give people an idea of the level of, of experience and the sights and sounds that you've seen over your years. Uh, so you can kind of help put that into perspective, actually, what you're seeing, what you're able to describe there. You mentioned earlier on that you know Alberta is a is a large province, and definitely that's the case. I also want to just take a, a couple of minutes here to put in perspective the importance of Alberta from a waterfowl population standpoint. We had Kelly on, Kelly Rimple on earlier, uh, and he was talking about Saskatchewan, and it's it's sort of the, the center of the prairie pothole region and uh, the duck factory. You know, when, when you think about duck production in North America, Saskatchewan always comes to mind early, very early, if not first in the conversation. Alberta is not very far behind in that regard. Uh, I actually looked at a, a breeding population survey report from the past couple of years. And just for comparison's sake here, when we look at the total number of ducks surveyed in, in southern Alberta, that number comes out to be 4.3 million. Now, for southern Saskatchewan, by comparison, it's 7.9 million. You get on over into Manitoba, and it's a much lower number. So there among the three prairie provinces, Alberta is a clear uh, number two. And so obviously, it's it's very important when we want to talk about wetland conditions. And that's, that's what we want to talk about now. I, I also did look at the wetland conditions from the past couple of years. We've heard from Kelly already that things are looking kind of dry in Saskatchewan, sort of the same way, maybe even a bit drier than it was two years ago. But but Alberta was actually, for the past two years, wetland conditions have been a little above average based on what I, what I saw in the breeding population and habitat survey report. So I'm really excited to hear what it is, or I should say anxious 
to hear what you're going to tell us with respect to wetland conditions this year. So just walk us through what it is you're seeing and help us help develop an understanding of how conditions are shaping up there, Ron. Let me start uh, at the Montana-Alberta border, and I will work my way north. So um, for about the first, oh, 200 miles kind of north, that's our true uh, prairie conditions, uh, prairie habitats. And the wetland conditions there are historically varied. And so those are those those areas that we've all heard about where there are extended periods of, of dry conditions, not, the waterfowl populations are are down during those years, lower. Um, but when when the water conditions come back, as they do sort of periodically and almost cyclically, um, those areas just load up with ducks when they're wet, and the productivity is is just off the charts. We've had probably average water conditions in that part of the province the last four or five years. This year is pretty much the same. Uh, looks a little dry. Didn't have quite as much snowpack in some areas, but we've had some spring rains um, and a relatively delayed spring. Our, our breakup was a little late. Sometimes that helps. Uh, water flows in our streams and uh, have been good, a little delayed. Um, we're okay with that because it means it's extended out into the summer uh, longer. Uh, so conditions there are, are relatively normal uh, for that part of the world. Uh as you go a little bit further north and start getting into the prairie parkland, we've had good conditions in that in that area, sort of central Alberta, for uh, several years now. But it's parkland, and so parkland generally has more stable water conditions, more permanent uh, wetlands. It gets more snow. Um, areas of central Alberta, such as Edmonton and Red Deer tend to get lots of thunderstorm activities that we don't see quite as much in southern Alberta. And and those thunderstorms add a lot of water in a very short period of time. And we've had, uh, we're starting to get those right now as well. And we had a bunch of snow there uh, throughout the winter. So we had a, a very wet fall. The wet fall actually threw a lot of the agricultural zone of Alberta, caused problems with getting crops off. Lots of farmers didn't get crops off. And then uh, in central Alberta, those wet conditions were carried over with some pretty significant snowpack, um, which has been slowly melting off as we go. Our runoff, which we looked at the snow and thought about our projects and how to handle the runoff as the snow melt occurred, we didn't experience a lot of problems because it was a very protracted uh, snow melt, which is a, a good thing to have. So our basins, our wetlands in the, that part of the world are in really good shape. <clears throat> and then up in the Peace Country, where the parkland kind of goes, so this is now well north of Edmonton, we think about the Peace Country. Uh, conditions are good up there as well. They generally are good. And so we, we tend to think about normal conditions up in, uh, in that part of the world. And of course, the waterfowl numbers tend not to vary as much there. And then the boreal forest is the part of the country that has the really stable wetland conditions, not a lot of variation um, year to year. And, uh, and that's continued in Alberta as well. It's been fairly wet in the spring and they had lots of snow. Very good. So it actually sounds like things are shaping up quite favorably uh, in Alberta, certainly compared to southern Saskatchewan and maybe even southern Manitoba, there are some pockets of better condition than southern Manitoba. Southern Manitoba, we have learned, but that's really encouraging. I'm, I'm excited to hear this report, and I know our listeners are going to be as well. You and your dog 
are a team. Fuel is best in the field and in life with Purina Pro Plan Sport. Made for hardworking dogs of all ages, every sport formula starts with real meat as the number one ingredient and is specifically formulated to support strength and stamina. Try it today and see why ProPlan is the official dog food of Ducks Unlimited. Learn more at ProPlanSport.com. Mossy Oak has partnered with Ducks Unlimited to bring you Shadowgrass Habitat, the official camo of Ducks Unlimited. Shadowgrass Habitat pays homage to the first waterfowl-specific camo pattern ever made, Mossy Oak Shadowgrass, while incorporating the most realistic, digitally accurate images of the natural habitats that make up true waterfowl habitat. Mossy Oak is committed to conservation as its highest priority. With the launch of Mossy Oak Shadowgrass Habitat, Mossy Oak will continue funding habitat protection projects through our longtime partnership with Ducks Unlimited. Check out the new Shadowgrass Habitat pattern at mossyoak.com. Step into the world of Campus Waterfowl, a community that's shaping the future of the hunting industry. At Campus Waterfowl, we're more than just hunters. We're students. We're conservationists. We're conservationists. With the next generation. Join us as we highlight the dedication and commitment of young hunters nationwide. Visit CampusWaterfowl.com to become part of our story. Campus Waterfowl, the future of hunting starts here. We are the Ducks Unlimited Nation. United by our passion for hunting, the outdoors, and conservation. The habitats that Ducks Unlimited have been maintaining and building since 1937 have effects far beyond the duck hunting community. Follow along with our YouTube series as we tell your stories and become part of the Ducks Unlimited Nation. DU Nation. Take it outside. Ron, you mentioned a couple of things that I want to... I guess, go in a bit more detail on, because I think it's, it's, it's interesting. It's some of the nuance that we have to take into account when we're just talking about how wetland conditions are shaping up. And actually Scott Stevens, I think mentioned it on an earlier episode, but we really didn't, we didn't probe the issue at that time. But I want to hear, you talked about a late spring and uh, how that's, you don't necessarily think that's, you sometimes welcome that because it means that the thaw is going to occur later and it's going to extend some of that water into the summer for some of the later nesting ducks as well as for some of the, some of the brood rearing needs. Um, but is it, and you also mentioned something about the, the speed of the thaw, you know, the timing and in the speed and how uh, a protracted thaw is not necessarily a good thing. And so explain that in a bit more detail. Why are we, why do we like a more rapid thaw from a wetland condition standpoint? And then also uh, a late spring, is it, as a general rule, would a late spring, uh, meaning later thaw conditions, uh, translate into a more rapid thaw, just again, generally speaking? So those two things, let's just talk about that, that the timing and speed of thaw and why it's important. If you have a rapid um, melt, what generally happens is the water starts to flow quickly. If you have a more protracted springtime, you tend to get a more evaporation from the snowpack. It doesn't it doesn't get converted into runoff water, and runoff water is really a good thing to have because, of course, it goes downhill and fills our wetland basins. So when you have a when you have uh, dry conditions, water levels in the basins are are lower going into the fall. An earlier, quicker runoff is, is a good thing to have. It fills the basins when the birds arrive and they're ready to start their breeding. Um, those basins are nicely topped up. A more protracted springtime, again, you get more evaporation, especially if you're getting wind windy conditions. 
southern Saskatchewan and southern Alberta tend to be dry, low humidity areas. So evaporation can really take away a lot of your snowpack. And from a wetland, filling wetland basins, it's it's better to have it quicker um, and into those basins instead of evaporating into the air. So that's that's probably where Scott was coming from on that. In some areas of the province, particularly in the in the parkland where water conditions tend to be more stable, um, a really fast runoff can create some challenges with overflowing basins and flooding out roads and rivers getting out of their banks and that type of thing. So it's a it's a little bit of a mixed bag. Uh, they both have plus and minuses. Um, but generally, when you have uh, dry conditions going into the fall, your wetland water levels are down. Uh, an earlier, quicker melt is is better. That's an outstanding explanation, Ron. I appreciate you indulging me there. And it's something that I, we probably don't talk very much about. Again, it's one of those nuances with respect to the timing and speed of, of, of thaw. It's not just how much snow we have on the ground. That's, of course, a very important part of it. But you can have a lot of snow, and if we had a really protracted thaw, really protracted spring, as you described, we could lose a lot of that to evaporation. And those of us that are familiar have lived in areas with snow. That's kind of intuitive when you just stop and think about it and just think about how you've experienced different rates of thaw and the consequences of that for any kind of runoff. So thank you for that, and I hope our listeners learned a little bit there that they might not have otherwise known. You also mentioned the Peace Region. That corresponds to the Peace River. Do I have that right? That's right. The Peace River flows north um, toward the northern uh, part of Alberta, and then eventually joins in with uh, on Lake Athabasca, which straddles the Alberta-Saskatchewan border, almost at the Northwest Territories border. So, it's a it's a piece of prairie parkland that sits in the middle of the boreal forest. So, if you can imagine this, uh, the city of Edmonton. Uh, is about in central Alberta. It's it's right in the parkland country. If you were to drive northwest from the city of Edmonton about through a six hours, you would go through, you would come out of the parkland as you headed north. You'd go into true boreal forest, uh, which of course is trees and, and lots of wetlands and bogs and fens and everything the boreal forest is known for. And then you would... You, as you go a little bit further north, you come out into more parkland, and it's it's quite an amazing drive because you can literally come over the crest of the hill and you go, holy cow, this is like there's lots of farming and and uh, lots of prairie pothole wetlands and surrounded by poplar trees, the true parkland, and it's a big chunk of the province. Um, <clears throat> and then as you drive up through that, it takes you about four hours to drive through it, five hours to drive through it, you get back into the boreal forest as you continue to go north and northwest. So it's a neat neat part of the world. I've never been to that part of Alberta. I've always been fascinated by it because you can see it clearly on imagery. I'm looking at Google Earth right now, and you can see it's an area that has been been in cultivation. You can tell kind of what goes on there, but it, yeah, it's just this otherwise open area in amongst the the boreal forest as you described and actually as you get over into British Columbia there there's a there's a city called Dawson Dawson's Creek or Dawson Creek is that is that the place uh, after which that TV show was was named and based uh, some years ago very good <laughs> that's exactly what it is yeah there, there's a little bit of the peace country that uh, that extends up into into BC and um it looks very similar to what's in Alberta, and then if, as you keep going west and north from there, you you know you get into the Rocky Mountains, and it, it looks like Denver, Colorado. 
Well, I can't take total credit for that being organic knowledge of my own. My wife is actually Canadian. She's from Ontario. And so she Perfect. was a fan of that show. And so that's kind of how I got exposed to that. And so, uh, but this is actually the first time I've seen that on a map, seen Dawson Creek on a map. And uh, I need to get up to that area of Peace River because it does look, uh, it looks pretty cool. And yeah, I, I, I've told, as I've encouraged our listeners to do on previous episodes, just get on Google Earth and look around in some of these provinces and uh, you'll, you'll see some really neat areas and you'll become more familiar with, with those locations. And so when we start talking about them in terms of their importance for waterfowl, ducks and geese and, and swans, then you, you know, you have a better image of this and it helps connect, uh, connect a few dots. So, uh, thank you for that. And let's see, I guess the last thing I'll just, any observations with respect to duck numbers that you're, that you're seeing, I know that's a near impossible thing to ask uh, because we're not really, you don't really have data to compare up 10% or down 10% from last year, but just any general impressions from what you've seen out on the landscape? Well, so this is my fourth spring here um, and uh, I travel around a fair amount, not as much this year, given all the all the things we're all dealing with, we tend to work off what what's our habitat conditions. And um, because counting ducks, you know, as you drive around, you get an impression that, yeah, they're lots. Um, but if you're from Ontario, like I am, and you drive around Southern Alberta uh, every year, there's looks like there's lots, you know, that's just basically waterfall on the prairies is an awesome site and unlike anything you ever seen. And so unless you're born on the prairies, you tend to think there's a lot of ducks all the time. So uh, it's always great to see them. And we love driving around and, and seeing all the different species and how many are around. I've been very close to the city of Calgary, which is right on the western edge of, of our habitat range here. Uh, further west here, there's not a lot. We're not that far from the mountains. I would say that I'm seeing about same number of ducks that I've seen in the last three years before this one, but that's pretty anecdotal, and I wouldn't I wouldn't hang your hat on that. Uh, it really comes down to the habitat conditions, and and are we getting uh, did we get enough runoff? Which I think we did over most of it, other than down in the south, uh, get a few spring rains, keep those ponds uh, elevated, and I think the breeding pair numbers that we have are will probably turn out to be. Uh, an average fall flight is my early guess. It's encouraging kind of what you've described in terms of wetland conditions being, you know, about average and the the fact that they've been a, a bit above average by the numbers the past couple of years. Now they're about average based on your your observations and sounds like maybe some rains are starting to show up in certain locations. I, I think it's it's shaping up consistent with what we've heard from others in that, you know, it's habitat conditions this year are pretty similar to what we've had the last couple of years. So that speaks, that speaks kind of optimistically for about an average year. There's going to be some areas where production is going to be a bit constrained. Maybe Southern Saskatchewan is the most notable example of that, at least at this time. But otherwise, there'll be some production in some locations and yeah, maybe an average year. Don't expect a huge number of, of young in the in the fall flight, except for maybe those produced out of the Dakotas. We think that that area is pretty wet. We've yet to get some guests on to talk about that, uh, but but we are going to do that. Uh, so yeah, production in the prairies in the prairie in Prairie Canada probably about average. So kind of keep that in mind. We'll see how the rest of the summer goes, but 
Uh, Ron, I think that's going to wrap it up for us. I greatly appreciate you joining us and sharing what it is that you're seeing on the landscape there. And we'll keep an eye on habitat conditions from afar. And if things look like they're changing, if we see big bursts of rain showing up uh, across the Canadian provinces, then uh, then we'll, we'll try to get back in touch with folks and see how that may have changed uh, late season uh, wetland conditions. Does that sound like a, an okay plan? That sounds great. Yep. Call anytime and uh, we're happy to update you, happy to talk to uh, to your audience and, uh, and let you know what's happening north of the border. Thanks so much, Ron. Okay. Have a good day. A special thanks to our guest on today's show, Ron Mayer. Manager of Provincial Operations in Alberta for Ducks Unlimited Canada. We greatly appreciate him sharing his time and giving us an update on habitat conditions in Alberta. As always, we thank our producer, Clay Baird, who does a great job getting these podcasts edited and posted. And of course, to you, the listeners, we thank you for your time. We thank you for spending with us and we thank you for your support, passion and commitment of wetlands conservation. Thank you for listening to this episode of the DU Podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show and visit www.ducks.org slash dupodcast for resources based on today's topics, as well as access to more episodes. Opinions expressed by guests do not necessarily reflect those of Ducks Unlimited. Until next time, stay tuned to the Ducks. You and your dog are a team. Fuel is best in the field and in life with Purina Pro Plan Sport. Made for hardworking dogs of all ages, every sport formula starts with real meat as the number one ingredient and is specifically formulated to support strength and stamina. Try it today and see why Pro Plan is the official dog food of Ducks Unlimited. Learn more at ProPlanSport.com. Mossy Oak has partnered with Ducks Unlimited to bring you Shadowgrass Habitat, the official camo of Ducks Unlimited. Shadowgrass Habitat pays homage to the first waterfowl-specific camo pattern ever made, Mossy Oak Shadowgrass, while incorporating the most realistic, digitally accurate images of the natural habitats that make up true waterfowl habitat. Mossy Oak is committed to conservation as its highest priority. With the launch of Mossy Oak Shadowgrass Habitat, Mossy Oak will continue funding habitat protection projects through our longtime partnership with Ducks Unlimited. Check out the new Shadowgrass Habitat pattern at mossyoak.com. Step into the world of Campus Waterfowl, a community that's shaping the future of the hunting industry. At Campus Waterfowl, we're more than just hunters. We're students. We're, students. we're conservationists. We're conservationists. With the next generation. next generation. Join us as we highlight the dedication and commitment of young hunters nationwide. Visit CampusWaterfowl.com to become part of our story. Campus Waterfowl, the future of hunting starts here. We are the Ducks Unlimited Nation. United by our passion for hunting, the outdoors, and conservation. The habitats that Ducks Unlimited have been maintaining and building since 1937 have effects far beyond the duck hunting community. Follow along with our YouTube series as we tell your stories and become part of the Ducks Unlimited Nation. DU Nation. Take it outside.